1963. Who me? Who me? Moi? Yep, September 13th, 1968, yours truly was born, and now it's the year 2021. I'm 53 years old, and I'm just like, fuck, I am old. But I'll tell you one thing. If you know me or if you've met me or whatever, I don't look 53, and I'm not trying to be like a dick or nothing, but I don't look 53. I don't act 53. I don't feel 53. I sometimes feel like 60 some days, but no, I don't. I don't. A lot of people say, oh, I thought you were like in your 40s. So it's like a compliment, not that I'm fishing for compliments, but I don't look 53. I know people that are my age that look a fuck of a lot worse than I do, including people I went to high school with. We're like, damn, what the fuck happened to you? Me? Hey, I'm just trying to hold on. So I don't even know. I have to do a retrospect at 53. You look back at just the last couple of years and just life in general. So this is going to be like one of those reflective podcasts, I guess, because it's like you always ask yourself times every couple of years, and maybe some people do it. Often, maybe you don't do it as often. You're like, is this where I want to be? Is this what the what, what I expected the world to be at at 53? A lot of, well, I got a lot of questions about that. I'm going to get into that. I mean, I still don't even know who killed Tupac. I mean, this goes back to 1996. And the reason why I always bring this up, because he was shot on September, September 7th, 1996. Vegas, man. Fucking ton of people everywhere. Um, now the, the, the guy, you know, there, there, there's conspiracies or not conspiracies, but there's people that have even said that they know who did it, that even pointed people out, but they're dead. And then I remember he died on September 13th in 96 on my birthday. So it's like, wait a minute, you know, I, I kind of not tie into that, but that's how I just kind of remember that because he passed on my birthday. So, um, before I get going and, and, and do my reflection of being 53, how about I try to act a little bit more younger, yo, and roll some Tupac and you're listening to the Alex B podcast. Something for my god, son Elijah and little girl named Corinne. Some say the black of the bed, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sister's own welfare. Tupac kids, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot. And when you come around the block, brothers clown a lot. Don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him And if you can't learn to love you, you should leave him Cause sister, you don't need And I ain't trying to gas you up, I just call him how I see You know what makes me unhappy? that When brothers make names and leave a young mother to be a pastor And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman And I came from a woman why we take from our women Why we rape our women Do we hate our women I think it's time to kill for our women Time to heal our women Be real to our women And if we don't we'll have a race of babies That will hate the ladies That make the babies And since a man can't make one He has no right to tell a woman When and where to create one So will the real men get up I know you're fed up ladies But keep your head up
My body lost his whole family It's gonna take the man in me to conquer this insanity It seems the rain will never let up I try to keep my head up And still keep from getting wetter You know it's funny when it rains it pours They got money for wars but can't feed the poor Said it ain't no hope for the youth And the truth is it ain't no hope for the future And then they wonder why we crazy I blame my mother for turning my brother into a crack baby We ain't meant to survive cause it's a setup But even though you're better You can't be your By your lonesome, thanks the Lord for my kids, even if nobody else wants them. Cause I think we can make it, in fact, I'm sure. And if you fall, stand tall or come back for more. Cause ain't nothing worse than when your son wants to know why his daddy don't love him no more. You can't complain, you was dealt this hell of a hand without a man feeling helpless. Because there's too many things for you to deal with, dying inside, but outside you're looking fierce. While the tears is rolling down your cheek, your daddy If it did, you couldn't take it And don't blame me I was given this world, I didn't make it And now my son's getting older and older and cold From having the world on the shoulders While the rich kids are driving bins I'm still trying to hold on to surviving friends And it's crazy, it seems they'll never let up But please, you gotta keep your head up you're listening to the Alex B. Podcast. Connect with the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The username, all one word, the Alex B. Podcast. You can never go wrong with a little Tupac. I like when I used to, when I was DJing at the clubs, people would always come up and they thought they were cool. Hey, man, you got some Tupac, you got some Biggie? You know, like they thought they were cool. And they, would, they would always ask for shit like California love. You know, they always ask for, I call them the basic Tupac bitches ask for like you know California love or or how do you want it you know stuff people nobody's asking for like Hail Mary nobody's asking for two of America's most wanted nobody's asking for uh, um, uh, ambitions of a writer I mean a lot of stuff you can't play in the clubs but I like that people man you got any Pac man you got any Biggie shut up I'm still bummed I mean not really bummed man because the guy was really smart I mean outside of him acting like a goofball I mean he didn't act like a goofball until after he got bailed out of jail and, and signed with death row but Dude was a talent. So anyway, 53. And I'm looking at what's going on in the country. Man, I got so many questions. And anybody that knows me, I don't, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm the guy that asks questions somewhat in the middle to see which side is going to speak up first and which side has the most common sense. Because, for example, in no particular order. Um, I know a lot of people hated Trump. I know a lot of people want to Biden in office. But do you really think somebody that's asking about or demanding a mask mandate for businesses that have over 100 people, that's going to affect about 100 million people, now he's deciding, I don't know, man. I, I'm Again, it's, your, it's the choice. If you want to do it, not do it or whatever, protect yourself. But um, that, that's going to affect a lot of people. Now, I, another, I saw another article where there was a bunch of nurses that were quitting because, you know, they're like, wait a minute, you didn't ask us to get vaccinated when we were taking care of these motherfuckers last year. Now you want us to be vaccinated. How do you all have money just to be quitting jobs like that over your conviction of not wanting to get vaccinated? Are you guys sitting on some kind of lottery money I don't know about? Because 
are we in are we that financially secure to say to really stick to our our, our proverbial guns so to speak and say man i'm not going to work i'm not going to do it fuck that i quit because i don't think unemployment is going to cut your check if you quit you deny unemployment or deny deny employment i should say i don't know how that works man i i don't when i see people quitting over that i mean hey again it's all about freedom of choice and i i've said this throughout my lifetime hey man do what you think you can afford you want to stand by your convictions and and and, and whatever hey man you can afford it do what you got to do but don't be trying to like sneak in and file some unemployment on some bullshit you know and then try to say well they want to be I, it, it stood against whatever and then you, you, your unemployment gets denied i just don't know how people they and can consider at home and not work and we're, we're still in this employment employment shortage but when I, I see these nurses, like literally said, and I forgot where the hospital was. It says we can't, we're not, we're not delivering any more babies because a bunch of nurses quit because they were told they had to get vaccinated or else. I don't know. That's that's a big debate. And when Biden popped off about doing this, you know, uh, you know, playing tough, and, and now you got you, the Republican governors. Everybody's just like tripping over this. You know what I mean? Everybody's tripping over this. Nine eleven's been twenty years ago. One of the most worst fucking days. In history, I mean, we're, nobody's ever going to forget that. I don't, I don't care what. And even trying to teach the kids now and stuff that weren't around. I remember watching it. Um, I was actually getting ready to go to St. Louis to go catch a Cardinals game. And I was we were working, we were working at World Mardi Gras at the time. And I remember the news came on. And, you know, I think the first tower had gotten hit. And my partner, Juan from the Alex Wancho, calls me up. He said, dude. Man, turn on the fucking news. You're not going to believe this shit. So right when I turned on the news, that's when the second plane hit. And they had that shit on TV. And it was like something out of a movie. It's like, wait a minute. It's like, you know, something you see like a fucking diehard movie or, or some shit like that. I go, is this like really happening? Like, is this for like what? Like you literally you looked at it like it was almost fictional because you were that just shocked that this was actually happening to our country at the time. I know I did. I was just like, huh? And everything changed, you know, the, the security measures to get on a plane, and everybody came together. And I, and I put this in a social media post just because I, I truly stand by this. And I'm going to read it like verbatim, I guess, if that's the term you're supposed to use when you do things. And I wrote this on social media on the, uh, on the podcast page just because I, I don't know, I felt like, it just had to be said. And again, you don't have to agree, disagree, whatever. I don't care. But just like hear me out. And then you'll know what I'm talking about because I, I, I'm going to stand. I stand by it. I I stand by what I said. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I never claim to be right or wrong when I do this podcast. I kind of say like what it is and whether you, you could agree, agree, not to agree. You can whatever. So social media, feel free to ever if every time you see a post. If I'm not like reposting silly memes, and if you got something you want to like talk about, I'd love to. I'd love to hear it. I always love a good, you know, I love a good debate. I love a good discussion from both sides of the political party, just to kind of see if we can find a common ground. So I wrote 20 years ago today, our world got rocked in the worst way, and our nation came together. 20 years later, we're divided by mask, COVID conspiracies, cancel culture, and employment shortages. And I mean this when I say this, that we need to get our shit together for real before the enemy finds an obvious weakness in our country and takes another shot at us like 20 years ago. Because think about it. Now we're like duct taping people to fucking chairs in an airplane. And what about if a bad guy's on there? All this commotion going on. You might have some bad guy that's going to jump up and help you restrain a passenger. And before you know it, that motherfucker's going to be in a cockpit. Then what? 
because we're paying attention to all these entitled motherfuckers that want to sit there and debate about the mask and everything else. St- stuff you know before you bought your ticket. Stuff you know you that was in place before you boarded the plane. And somebody's going to find a little gap in that weakness, a little crack in the wall of common sense, and they're going to fucking blow a hole in it. Pun intended. So stop that. I mean, pay attention. A good friend of mine, Jessica, Jabber and Jessica, if you know her on the internet, who um, I sometimes look at her posts, and, you know, she had something she posted or whatever, and, you know, she was, like, kind of afraid to think about it because a lot of people may have thought about it. Maybe maybe you thought about it. You're listening to this, and maybe you didn't want to ask the question. But what was the screening? What was the criteria to get on a plane out of Afghanistan when we were rescuing folks? Was there some kind of security check, some kind of clearance check? Because how do you know some guy didn't grab a kid or, you know, grab something and say, oh, man, I just got to get out of here. No, this is horrible. This is horrible. And he maybe is a bad guy in disguise. You don't know because there's so much chaos going on. They got this deadline. They're trying to get everybody out of there, there before Taliban flips their shit. But what was the criteria to come over to the country? What kind of screening was done? I mean, obviously, we weren't screening people. We weren't, like, grabbing their fucking driver's licenses. I mean, were we doing – was it just like, hey, let's hurry up and get these people out of here? Because how do you know there's not, uh, as the term goes, a wolf in sheep's clothing? Somebody that might have snuck into the country via this mass exodus out of Afghanistan, and maybe there could be a bad guy amongst them. We don't know. Again, I'm not saying I know anything about security clearances, but I doubt everybody was checked as thoroughly as if they were going to board a commercial airline in the States. I fucking doubt that. Because we want to do the humanitarian thing, get people rescued, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know. You know, it's like that, remember that scene in Titanic, you know, when, when the guy grabs the baby or whatever because he's trying to get on a fucking light boat? Could be the same thing. We don't know. I hope to God that didn't happen. But again, with all this chaos going on over there, trying to get people out, we're getting planes in there, we're getting them in the airport, we're trying to get them past checkpoints, okay? And then the stuff that's happening on airplanes right now with people that just want to act ass, and I don't know if you're doing it for fucking Instagram, or because you're going to lose the battle. Okay, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna basically defy the rules that are posted before you get on an airplane or anywhere else, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. And I know mandates not a lot. I know people go back and forth on this, but you know when you fuck up on an airplane, that's a little bit bigger penalty than maybe getting thrown out of a Hooters or something. You know what I mean? So you might want to think about that before you're just completely, completely just acting a fool. Because at 53, I don't know what to think anymore. I don't know who to believe. I got my COVID vaccine. I, don't, I just don't know who to believe. It's so much stuff. I didn't think the country would be. I didn't think we would have a president that would get up there and say, "Man, everybody's better get this shot," and start telling these businesses that are struggling as it is to maybe keep those hundred or so employees. And now you're really going to fuck them because if there's some people that want to stand by their convictions of not getting a shot and quit, then those businesses are going to be further screwed. You know, I can't even take my fat ass to a fucking uh, firehouse subs after seven o'clock on a Saturday out here in this part of town because there's nobody wants to work. The McDonald's right around the corner from the apartment. Literally, it says the dining room's closed and they're open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's it. No breakfast. No Egg McMuffins for you, pal. 7 o'clock, they're done. And they're right off a fucking highway exit. They're like right off 64 and they're closed at 7 o'clock. So imagine now you got the government saying, hey, man, you you know, you need to do this. You're going to get these fines. You're going to do this. It's... Now you're really fucking with people's matter of choices. Again, I'm never going to infringe on that. You do what you want to do. Believe what you want to believe. But I just think now, I just think this is an overreach. This is, this is a bit of a stretch. 
And you, you have to admit that whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, or whatever, you have to admit that Biden's kind of off his fucking rocker on this one and penalizing businesses that are, that are barely hanging on. Now you're going to give them some more ultimatums to where they may lose people. And again, if you can afford to quit, stand by your convictions, have at it, man. I, not me. I don't give a fuck, man. I was out of work for fuck damn near a year. I ain't go, uh, uh, you want a shot? Fine. You want to give a shot in the ass? I don't give a fuck. I'll, whatever. Call me whatever, man. But you, you can call me a sheep. You can call me, you know, uh, um, you know, or whatever. But guess what? You can call me fucking paid, too, because my checks are going to keep coming in. I'm not going to jeopardize providing for my family um, over, you know, some conviction I may have. Well, call me a sellout if you want. Again, got to pay a mortgage. Got to pay bills. That's how it's done. So at 53, I didn't think we'd be like this because, you know, in the 80s, the 80s was great. You know, uh, the 90s, you know, 90s is kind of a blur. You know, I've done all the nightclub stuff and everything else like that. And and I literally sat on a couch Sunday night and I'm like, well, fuck, I only need 12 more years because I want to retire at 65. 12 more years. It's not really a long time. That's that's the goal. I want to retire at 65. I do not want to sit there, be working at the age of 68 at a fucking gas station, worrying about somebody holding me up for like the little petty money that's in the safe. I want to I want to I want to try to retire 65, 12 years. That's my goal. 65, man, I'm out. I just want to just chill. And it's pretty bad when the only thing I could think about my birthday is like, well, fuck, man, it's 12 more years, 12 more years of this, you know, doing whatever, man. And I'm done. And who knows if Social Security will be here? Who knows what shape the country will be in 12 years from now? Who knows? I sure the fuck don't. I don't think anybody does. So that's some of the things I reflect on at 53. You know, you kind of look at your health. You know, my health's decent. I could stand to lose a little bit of weight, but still healthy. I'm employed, thank God. I love what I do for my career. You know what I mean? So you just, you have to think, man. But I just, I look at this country in general, man, and I just, it's just like, it's depressing, even when you read news headlines, I mean, I try to read news headlines sometimes that are funny and I make a joke out of them, and sometimes they're serious, and that's, I post different things like that because I, I, I read all kinds of stuff. I like to read opinions, but I read something really fucked up. You hear about a lot of things. You, gun violence is, like, fucking crazy. Um, so that's like that's scary as hell because you don't know. You, there was a 14-year-old kid. I want to say it was Indy. Yeah, it was Indy. I read this, and... Where was, where did I see, he was like, oh, a 16-year-old boy has been arrested on preliminary charge in a murder of a 20-year-old woman and a shooting of a 14-year-old boy uh, this past Monday on the city's east side at Indianapolis, 16 years old, and he's going to be charged with murder. This is the country we live in, man. I wouldn't think a 16-year-old would try to step to me, with, first of all, even a physical violence, but let alone a gun. 16 years old, man, you don't, do you even think, do you even make that rationale, that comparison? Nobody at 16 I knew carried guns, man. You had, a, you had a beef with someone, man. You went out, boxed, did whatever, man. You duped it out. That was it. It was done. This is the scary world we live in that think that a 16-year-old can end your life. Where they get the gun from? Question number one. Question number two, where are the parents at? So many questions we're never going to have answers to. Now, this is sick as fuck. And again, I just turned 53. A Maryland man who jabbed a woman with a semen-filled syringe outside a grocery store has received a sentence of 10 years in prison and five years of supervised release after pleading guilty to felony charges. Officials say that 52-year-old Thomas Stemmen, how, cra- how crazy is that? Because if you take out the T, it spells semen, uh, will also have to submit to a substance abuse and mental health evaluation after serving his sentence. 
Stemmon pleaded guilty to one count of felony first degree assault. He put fucking nut in a fucking syringe. Police said Stemmon was captured on surveillance video approaching his victim from behind during the disturbing attack on February 18, 2020. The victim told officers after the incident that she felt a pain in her ass, her rear end. But I had to say ass to try to make it a little funny. Uh, when she returned to the grocery cart, it was accosted by her attacker. She was later treated at the hospital for a puncture wound. Um, and it says it also showed the guy going up to two other female victims. Multiple syringes loaded with semen were later found in his home, cops said. That is fucking sick, man. For what? I don't even have an explanation or commentary or jo- Seriously, at 53? People are walking around with, with jizz and a fucking syringe and, and trying to assault people with it. You got people that are coughing on other people over this whole mask thing or whatever. This one bitch did it in a grocery store. She got fired. Her employer's like, fuck you. She's gone. You guys can't do like shit like that because there, there's going to be a ripple effect down the road. Okay, You might think you're doing it for the gram. You're doing it for this, that, and the third. But guess what? It's going to catch up with you. And I guess she was like coughing on somebody and sneezing or doing some other bullshit. And I guess her employer saw it. They're like, yeah, yeah no. You're fired. And you don't think that employee, you know, you, you think what you do on your spare time is your business, whatever. But, man, when you make headline news like that, okay, you say, hey, man, Jane Doe, man, you know, she works over, you know, Anthem, whatever. Or she works at, uh, you know, Panera Bread. And she does this. Guess what, man? Panera Bread's going to catch fucking flack. People are going to go there and try to retaliate. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's where we're at. That's what I look at at 53, man. This is the fucking world we live in. You know, the, the mask mandate, Biden's up there just fucking tripping. Trump challenged him to a fucking boxing match, which would be kind of hilarious. Um, where's the normal? I don't think there's ever going to be normalcy again. I think we're all going to have different levels and different interpretations of what normalcy is. And if this is the new normal, oof, we're fucked. We're definitely, we're, we're fucked. But, the, you know, again, not to go back, but think about that. You know, who snuck it? What was the criteria for coming in this country when we were rescuing people? Did someone sneak in undetected, unnoticed? Got to ask yourself these questions. So I'm going to roll another Tupac song because I missed I miss Pac, man. I think a lot of the albums that were released after he died were bullshit. Like that's the way it is where they had the Bruce Hornsby hook. Some of that stuff was just garbage. It just wasn't really some of his best stuff. And I know his mom kind of had some creative input, but it was not as good as the stuff he released when he was alive. That's my That's my input. And if you ever get a chance, watch the Tupac hologram at Coachella that Dre put together. Um, it's him and Snoop Dogg. He starts out doing Hail Mary, and then um, he does. Uh, they do two of America's Most Wanted. And it's a hologram. You can tell it's a hologram, but it's pretty spooky the way it comes in and out. Still scares the shit out of me when I see it. But uh, Google that on YouTube or, or Facebook or whatever. Tupac at Coachella. It's, it's spooky stuff. So... I think that's all I'm going to talk about on my 53rd birthday because right now um, I'm going to I'm going to go to work. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I guess I'm going to sit back, probably ask more questions, do another podcast or so because you're getting this double shot of episode today. You got the Miles, you know, Miles Monday talking about Colts football. Then you got me just like <laughs> I can't believe I'm 53. But man, there's people thought I was going to be dead by 40, so you know I kind of like outlive those bets. So. That's all I got. If uh, you want to get on social media, you already know the drill. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the Alex B Podcast. That is the username. Feel free to feel free to come at me that way, bro. 
Also, we like to welcome uh, the folks at Poddash and Podbean that are carrying the Alex B. Podcast. Uh, I posted some pictures of that. So I'm on a couple directories, plus, of course, Google and Apple, Apple Music. So that's kind of cool. Anyway, have a great Monday. I'm going to have a great birthday. If you want to get on social media, wish me a happy birthday. It's two. If you want to cash at me some fucking money, that would be cool, too. I'm kidding. I don't, don't need to cash at me. But anyway, have a good Monday. Um, you know, try to try to be de- better than you were the day before. And then the next day, better than that. And just keep trying to keep going forward, man. Because life is not about what's in the rearview mirror, but what's in the road ahead. I'm out.
coach. <laughs>